As we continue our Advent adventure, we are going to be looking at Isaiah chapter 35. And today's text takes place in the wilderness. And not how you would think of it in Mississippi and the woods out in the middle of nowhere. But for them, it is, the wilderness is a desert wilderness. It's lifeless. It's barren. It's empty. And most often in Scripture, it is a place of testing, of, of learning who God is and who we are as God's people. And when I think about wandering in the desert, one of the things that comes to my mind is mirages. You know, you see them all the time in movies where they're wandering in the desert, they're so thirsty, they're so tired that they start, their mind starts to play tricks on them and they begin to see things that they desire, whether it be a watering hole or a town or a loved one. But what happens when what looks like a mirage turns out to be the real thing? I'm reminded of a time where me and Anna went to go visit her sister, and her sister lives in Austin. And I thought that, you know, I'd be able to find my way home, so I went on my morning run and did not take my phone with me, just thought I'd go on a nice stroll. And then I couldn't find my way back, and I kept thinking, oh, this is the house, oh, this is the street. And I, and I kept convincing myself and got lost. And what I set out to make a three-mile run ended up being a 13-mile run before I finally got home. And as I rounded the corner and saw the house, I started to, to think to myself, oh, goodness gracious, there it finally is. And I rejoiced when I found my way. And today's text answers that question of what happens when a mirage is a reality. What happens when what you've been seeking for you finally find? And the answer is... We rejoice. We rejoice in revival. In Isaiah chapter 35, beginning in verse 1, we hear these words. That the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and shouting. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. The majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord. The majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak in hand. Make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are, who are of a fearful heart, Be strong, do not fear. Here is our God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf shall be opened, and the lame shall leap like a deer. The tongue of the speechless sing for joy, for waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground spring of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp, and the grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing and everlasting joy. It shall be upon their heads, and they shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is a word of comfort for those mourning Judahites in exile. 
those who have lost their temple, their land, and their sovereignty. The good news is that the God of Jacob does not abandon God's people to their despair. Their sorrow will come to an end. That revival will happen and it will be found in God. Do you notice that their suffering manifests itself in weak hands and feeble knees and fearful hearts and blind eyes and hindered ears and broken bodies and silent tongues? It literally affects everything about them. Their liter- this literary body has been overwhelmed by despair and weariness. They can't go on. Their capabilities to move through this world have been diminished. Have you ever felt that way? Maybe you feel that way now. Beaten up, broken, tired, overwhelmed, and burnt out. But God. I've said it before that this is the summation of all of Scripture. Is that something is happening, but God says something else. And God is bringing about the good news in our text. God is bringing about the good news for the oppressed and the downtrodden. He's bringing about hope and new life in the lifeless desert. He's saying the weak will be made strong, the feeble made firm, the fearful encouraged by the presence of God. We rejoice this day because even amidst our deserts, even in our wilderness, even in our brokenness and burnout, God is bringing about healing. God is reviving us and we rejoice in that revival. It's not just limited to our physical abilities either, but also our spiritual abilities. That we'll we'll finally be able to see and hear what it means to be a faithful people in the holy way that we'll walk in the light of God on the highway of God, that we will no longer be blind and deafened and crippled by sin, but we will be set free, made whole, healed. So what are those things that have held you captive that you need to be liberated from? Whether it be political, economical, social, relational, spiritual, what are those things that you need to To say, God, I'm in the wilderness and I need to see your way. Your way that leads to revival. That I may rejoice in you, O God, even when I do not understand. That I may rejoice in you and all that you are doing in my midst. And doing in and through me, O Lord. For we rejoice in the revival. Did you notice that this text is... Book ended in verses 10 and and in verse 2. That the earth sings as it is replenished. The exiles sing as they are restored. I'm reminded in scripture that we hear that if we don't praise him, that the rocks will cry out. And that God is doing a new thing and God is asking us to be restored with him by his spirit this day. This is the beauty of Advent. As we prepare ourselves, we go, God, I've tried it on my own. But God, as we've already talked about, God, I'm seeking your peace. God, I need your hope. Today, we rejoice. 
God, I need your joy in my life because I feel broken and in despair, hurting and alone in this wilderness. But your scripture reminds me that through you I am given the ability to be renewed, to be replenished be revived, that your spirit may speak truth into my life, that your spirit may infuse my life, that you may strengthen and equip me to be who you are calling me to be. You see, so often when we find ourselves in the wilderness, it's like me on the run in Austin. We find ourselves there because we have tried to do it our own way and said, I'll be able to figure it out. What I didn't tell you about how I found my way home is that I had to stop and ask for directions. I actually had to stop at a local hotel and get on their computer to do a find my phone and print out directions to get there. And sometimes when we find ourselves in the wilderness and we find ourselves looking at mirages and God goes, I've got the real thing. If you'll just stop. If you you will just listen to my direction. If you will seek my way. And when we do, we find that we are no longer in the wilderness, but that God provides a life for us that is fruitful. Uh, As we hear in Scripture, it is like a tree planted by the river that we are deeply rooted in God, and therefore we are soaking up the nutrients. We are no longer broken, fearful people, but we go, God, restore my life. And we rejoice in the revival that God longs for for God's people. You see, I think for many of us in our world, our church, our communities, we've been wandering in the wilderness trying to do it our own way. And we need restoration. We need revival. We need God to infuse God's love, grace, and hope into each and every one of us. That as we go, we may present God's love, hope, and grace. We may present this new way into this world. We find ourselves wondering, how did we get here? It's because we keep doing the same things over and over. We keep doing the the worldly things over and over. But what if we decided we were going to try something new? as we talked about over the past couple of weeks, that we are going to take a moment and listen to God. And as God calls us to God's way, that we would take our journey on that heavenly highway as we hear and be revived, be strengthened. That we would rest in God and not in our own abilities. And that as God strengthens and equips us to be his people, that we would rejoice. What does restoration mean for you? What does Sabbath mean for you? And I don't mean just taking a day off. I mean actually taking the moment to rest and abide in God's presence and to be refilled. And how might we, this Advent and Christmas season, Reclaim the good news to inspire hope for tomorrow that we may rejoice in the revival that is Christmas. When Christ came into the world and says, I have a new way. I know that y'all have lost your way, but follow my light. 
follow me, come. Advent is a season of preparation. And as we find ourselves, many of us, wandering in the wilderness, the first thing we must admit is, God, for so long I've sought my own mirages and I'm looking for the real thing. God, take and guide me and direct me that I may pursue you more fully this day. And that as you revive in me a spirit to glorify, honor, and serve you, that I would rejoice in that revival. Amen.